calling in for the interview. It's yeah. Sam. Hey. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, Sam. It's Richie. Hey, Richie. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, let's do this thing, huh? Let's do this interview. Let's, let's, let's do it, man. I'm ready. Sam Harris of X Ambassadors on my phone right now? Yes, indeed it is, sir. I'm, I'm walking around the streets of New York right now. I hope it's not too hard to hear me. Oh, I am so jealous. How is New York this morning? It is the same old city that it's always been, man. It's just it's, uh, dirty and lovely. And you get that occasional stank near the gutters? Yeah, I'm smelling a little bit of it right now. You know, and the summer really uh, brings out all the, the wonderful perfumes of the of the uh, the different different neighborhoods. Yeah. What do you live out there? Yeah. So we're based out in uh, in Brooklyn right now. Actually, we all moved down here uh, after high school. We grew up in uh, Ithaca, New York. Small oh, yeah, upstate college town, upstate. Yes, sir. And uh, then said, "Hey, you know what? We're blowing this little." teeny upstate new york town we're, we're, we're going to brooklyn stand. yeah man big dreams big aspirations that's that's you know that's the tale as old as time do you guys all tale as old as time <laughs> are we beauty and the beasting right now is that what's going we're on beauty and the beasting right now i huh. actually you know speaking of beauty and the beast i i i uh watched that the other day uh just out of pure pure nostalgia i kind of really love that movie still really love it knock i'm not ashamed of it we're all big Disney fans, and uh, yeah, God, that movie. Part, really, part, really part of your youth? Chords. Part of your youth? Huh? Is it part of your youth? Is that why you have it such fondness for it? It's 100% a part of my youth. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all, I think my favorite, though, was uh, Sword in the Stone. That was my favorite Disney but movie. But that's a little bit, if, if, if Beauty and the Beast can't be part of your youth if Sword in the Stone is part of your youth. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I guess. I, I one of them did come out when I was actually uh, uh, you know alive. The other one came out way before, but right. uh, that was still one of my favorites. It's like Song of the South is my favorite song from my movie from my youth. It's like okay, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But anyways, no, we, about Disney. I no, I let, we can talk about it. Uh, do you yeah. guys? Do you guys all live together out there in Brooklyn? Uh, pretty much. Casey and I uh, live together uh, in in an apartment, and then right across the street. Um, our drummer Adam and and uh, Noah both live together, and yeah, we rehearse a block away from that, so it's all a nice little close knit neighborhood. We never leave our neighborhood, actually, which uh, that, is the, the sad truth. That seems like that would be touring. that seems like that would be really really close to people that you're with all of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like not enough separation. Yeah, yeah well, you know, we're kind of used to it. I've known Noah, our guitarist, since I was six years old, so we. Uh, we're used to spending a lot of time together. From school or neighborhood family friends? or from, from school, man. We went through every single grade of school together, including college. Did you study music in college? No, I actually studied theater. As a matter of fact, I was, I was in a thespian, an actor. And what happened? Couldn't hack it, huh? Ah, I couldn't hack it. No, I just got, you know, I, I got so wound up in the music thing, and, and that was always, you know, my family, like my mom is a singer, and, and uh did that professionally for years and years and years and you know my dad had this amazing record collection that i just you know obsessed over as a kid and it's a very musical family and uh you know i also wanted to do something with my brother too and he's a he's an incredible piano player and incredible musician and and it just yeah seemed like the path that was that was for me acting is, is great though and I, I will always love doing it whenever i i can if i get an opportunity to do it What's what's your kind of thing with theater? Are you a comedy guy, a tragedy guy? What do we do? 
Oh, man, I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I'll do anything. Now, come on. you got to have a favorite, though. <laughs> well, you know, I am uh, I guess you could say I, I was a dramatic actor who loved the opportunity to do comedy whenever he could. But I most of the time ended up playing, this, you know, the straight man. Did you, uh, what was the first role you ever took doing theater? The first role I ever played was uh, Dill in To Kill a Mockingbird when I was like nine years old. Cool. There was an equity theater in, uh, in Ithaca that was like the big theater. And uh, I had never done any acting before. And my parents, you know, suggested I go to this audition. And I did it. And yeah, I got a, I was a little old Dill. Is your mom someone, you said that she performed music for years and years and years. Is your mom someone that yeah. if you said, hey, here's her name, we'd go, oh my gosh, really? That's your mom? No, no. Her name is Margaret Wakeley. Oh she, my gosh, she that's is, your uh, mom? Just, you know, well, she was a folk singer for a while. She's uh, She does jazz and cabaret um, kind of stuff now. She's been doing that, you know, on and off for, for God, for years. You know, she was doing it a lot before she married my dad, and then, you know, a little bit when we were growing up. And now she does it every once in a, in a blue moon. But uh, Growing up, was it a thing that she would take you to go and watch her performance? Or, you know, maybe had to sometimes? Yeah, no, no, we'd actually perform with her sometimes, man. It was, uh, I think, it was the first time I ever got, one of the first times I ever got up and sang in front of any sort of audience was doing... Um, a song from uh, the musical Oliver Twist. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Or the musical Oliver, uh -huh. uh, and it was it was. Uh, God, how does that song go? Consider um, yourself. I'd do anything for you, dear. Anything, yes, I do anything, anything, anything for you. And I sang that as a duet with my with my mom. You like that little that little rendition I just did for you? Of you course, like and I, I can go the next verse with you if you want to go there, but. I understand if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so we did that, you know, and we we would sing with her every once in a while, you know. Every now, uh, we actually sang with her last year. At her, she does a show every once every year at, at um, this theater in in Ithaca where she still lives, and uh, and we drove up there and uh, and sang a, a song with her. I think we sang uh, a Ray Charles song that Casey played piano on, and I sang with her. Very sweet, you know. Now, is Casey the older brother or younger brother? Casey is my older brother by uh, two years. He is turning, he's 26. I am, no, sorry. Oh my God, he's turning 27 soon. He's 26 right now. I'm 24. And so when uh, you guys were forming the band, was it something that he had to invite you into the band or you had to invite no, him? No. How does that actually, work? Actually, it's the other way around. I was playing with Noah for years. And, you know, when we started our first band, I think when I, we were like 12, uh, Noah and I are the same age. And, uh, yeah, then we, uh, played for a little while and all of us really sucked at our instruments and we were like, okay, we need one person in the band who can actually play. And, uh, I was like, well, you know, my brother's a kick-ass piano player and, and yeah, we asked him to start playing with us and he said, it was pretty organic though, you know, like we would have basement jam sessions and he would sort of sit in because he's, you know, just was around because he we did grow up in the same house together you know yeah um but uh yeah yeah just happened organically was he uh was he the brother that always can kind of complained about having to do piano lessons and stuff like that where you observed mom and him uh, fighting about the piano lessons you're like boy i'm glad that's him I was not really me. the one who didn't really want to do the piano lessons i was more into playing saxophone when i was when i was a, a youngster casey just would would go and do it 
And then eventually just sort of, you know, got to a point where he was so good on his own that he, you know, would rather just play at home by himself and do his other stuff rather than practicing his scales and, you know, playing these jazz standards all day, which he, I'm sure, regrets now because, you know, he has become a huge jazz fanatic and, and that's the sort of stuff he was studying back then. What, what was but, the uh, what was the name yeah. what was the name of your and Noah's first band? Oh God, you don't even want to know. I do. That's I why we I asked. Called, we were called Subject Change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty great, huh? That, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. That, we were we were the we were the hot shit back in the day. Oh man, I guess I can't swear. No, you can. We, we, we can. Okay, good. We were the hot shit back in uh, back in our middle school days in Ithaca, New York. Oh, yes. Rocking the middle school talent show, subject to That's, change. Hey, man, that was our first show. That was our first show. We were followed by the uh, the teachers from the history department and uh, the uh, English department who had formed a cover band that played all Third Eye Blind songs. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, the nice thing about that, though, it can only go, yeah. it can only go up from there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how I saw it back then, you know? You know, and speaking of uh, kind of going up from there, I love, I've checked out this song, Love Songs, Drug Songs. Am I saying it right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of S's, so I want to make you're sure. You're saying it right. I pluralize oh, you know, it. I think there's, a, there's an ambulance coming up behind me. Oh, I love it. It's going to get loud. It's I love it. It's going to get loud. It's about to get real here in a second. Oh, man. Here we go. Okay. Does that That's drive fun. you? Does that drive anyway. you crazy about living in the city? I know for some upstaters coming into the city, that just drives them crazy how loud it is. It it still drives me crazy. I think even people who live in New York, it still drives them crazy. Uh, they just won't. They just won't admit it. Yeah. But yeah I'm glad you like that song, man. Uh, I want to. I want to play a little sample of it right here, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Is that cool? Yeah, that's totally cool. All right. So that's a little bit of love songs, drug songs. I want to talk about uh, kind of where that came about and uh, who wrote it and, and when the kind of genesis of that whole thing. So that was the first song that we actually did in collaboration with Alex the Kid. Um, we were in the middle of, of uh, negotiating the deal, and, and we had, I had just met, met him, you know, uh, I think like a couple weeks earlier. And... Uh, he and I went into the studio um, and started. He had this. He had this piece that he had been working on, and and I sort of, you know, was like, okay, this is cool, but we have to do our own thing with it. And we, you know, I have the guys. The guys all flew in, and then we added our instruments to it and made it sort of this more organic sounding thing that was a little bit more like us. And I, I had come up with this chorus, and uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 it all happened very, very organically. You know, I, I really worked really hard on the course with Alex. You know, we chipped away at it. Um, this idea of, of you know, the, the, the phrase put you back together, that was like, you know, the one that just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the verses just sort of came together like that. And in the verse, you know, I, I, I came up with the line, love songs, drug songs. And yeah, I don't know. There's, there's something about the 
the dichotomy that 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 phrase created in my head that I I liked. And, and, you know, we were like, hey, you know, when we were coming to, you know, when it came time to name the EP, it just sort of made sense because that was the first thing we did with Alex and start of a new chapter. And, you know, it sets up the kind of the, the two different sides you know, to the EP, there's there's a, a lightness and a, a darkness there that I think is uh, is reflected in that title. You know, it's interesting too. Uh, as I kind of research how you guys came to know Alex, it, correct me if I'm wrong. So you're in doing like an in studio thing with 96X in Virginia, and then it was it was actually yeah. So we had we had a song called Litos that's actually on the EP um, that got really big on radio down there last year at 96X in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, we weren't down there at the time, but uh, Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons had heard us uh, down there. He had heard uh, a different song of ours. He had heard Unconsolable, um, this acoustic rendition that we had done. Uh, he, like, some guy played him a YouTube video of us playing this song acoustically, and mm-hmm. he flipped out and, and then hit up Alex. Um, actually, the, the Virginia thing is really crazy, man. It's a crazy story. So we, you know, we're, we're doing our thing a, a year ago on our own. You know, we had, we had management and booking, and that was pretty much it. No label, you know. We had been getting bites here and there, and, you know, A&R is coming to some of the shows, you know, the whole runaround. Um, mm-hmm. But we are still hustling on our own. We had an email from this guy at 96X, and, and he says, we just put the song Litos into rotation. And, and it was an acoustic song and, like, didn't really sound like the rest of our stuff. And we were like, okay, that's kind of weird, but okay, you know, whatever. It's cool. And he keeps emailing us and keeps saying, like, guys, this is, you know, this is something's happening here. Like, something's picking up. You know, people are calling in and requesting a song like crazy. And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's, that's whatever. And it... It came to a point where we went down there to do this impromptu acoustic show at a water park. It was so <laughs> weird. We were we were like, this is going to be absolutely horrible. And we show up, and it's put on by the radio station by 96X. And, you know, there are a couple hundred people there who had bought tickets for the water park, which are like, you know, 60 bucks. Uh-huh. And they're all crowded around to see us do this acoustic show, and everyone's singing along to every song. And we're all like, whoa, this is... This is kind of weird. And then we come back a couple months later and play uh, this venue called the Norva with the Lumineers. And we, you know, we were people were still singing along to all of our songs. And when we played Litos, everyone in the crowd was like flipping out, and it was just crazy. We were like, "What is going on?" And then we came back and headlined the same venue that the Lumineers headlined with us opening, and we headlined and sold it out. Jeez. It was, it was, it's just like the craziest thing over, you know, this is over the course of a year. We were the number one song at that radio station above the Foo Fighters and Fun in this tiny little town in Virginia. And it, it was the craziest thing. And it was a big confidence booster for us. And oh, for sure. And so that was sort of the background to how Dan heard us and, and how he uh, then brought us to Alex, you know, and they, they were like, cool, you know, this band is obviously doing something and they like the sound and yeah so what's next that's then what's next yeah world domination is what's next that's that's the plan perfect <laughs> i don't know i mean we're, we're you know we are putting out our first single with uh interscope and and um 
and Kid in the Corner Records, which uh, hopefully I can I can tell you this, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. It's uh, it's going to be unconsolable. Cool. Um, and uh, we're going to start pushing that and touring, just touring, man. You know, we're we're going to just play as many shows as possible. You know, our our whole thing is we want to work from the ground up. Uh, all the bands that we love, you know, the way they started out was by touring their asses off, you know, playing everywhere, every day, a different city, you know, it doesn't matter to how many people. We're still, you know, relatively unknown. And uh, and honestly, that's okay, because, you know, it's it's exciting. And it's, it's really great to, to be in this position, you know, where we are playing for people that have never heard us before and are, and are getting these reactions that are, you know, mostly really, really great. And, you know, it, it's exciting to be that band. I remember, you know, as a kid, when I'd go and say, I, I remember seeing this band, this little band that was playing this tiny little cafeteria in Ithaca, and this band was called uh, the Arcade Fire. I'd never heard of them before. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and they played to like you know maybe 200 people and they blew my they blew my mind it was it was incredible and it was so just like wow these guys just made this little tiny cafeteria feel like a you know 10,000 seat stadium hmm. um and uh that's you know i, I so it, it's it's kind of cool to to be in a similar situation you know being yeah. this you know band that not many people have heard of, and hopefully impressing the hell out of them <laughs> at, at these shows, and getting these fans you know from the getting this grassroots following, and then building that into something bigger and something more. Uh, the name X Ambassadors, why not subject to change? Oh man, well you know subject to change, I think got quickly voted out. <laughs> I will always push the label to have us change it back, though. You yeah, know? of course. But where does X Ambassadors come from? Till the end of my days. Where does the X Ambassadors come from? We were just called Ambassadors for <laughs> a while, and then uh, when we signed to Interscope, we were going through you know regular rigmarole of, of uh, you know licensing the name and, and, uh, and getting it copywriting it, and there were obviously some complications because there are a million other bands in the world called the ambassadors or ambassadors, you know, or ambassadors of something. And so we had to make it our own and, and we wanted to keep the name because we had already been, we had already had the radio thing happen in Virginia and, and started to, you know, get somewhat of a, a cult following. And, and we uh, put the X in front of it. Uh, it just was, you know, we came up with a whole list of names, God awful names and, you know, we were arguing for for days and days and days, uh, and then finally, this is this is just the one that everyone agreed with. You know, I want to be the Good subject enough. to change ambassadors. I want to be the <laughs> subject to change ambassadors. <laughs> yeah, Let's put that X, slap that X on it, man. We <laughs> used to be ambassadors, now we're ex ambassadors. Get it? Yeah, right. Get it? Huh? Yeah, we get it? Huh? <laughs> Do you guys get it? Do you get where we're coming from? Uh, where do yeah, we Where yeah, do we yeah. find you on uh, social media stuff? Huh? Where do we find the band on social media stuff? Twitter, so if you Facebook. Go to uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, we are on Tumblr. If you go to our website, which is just xambassadors.com, you can find links to all that stuff, including um, a free download of Uncontrollable. Yeah, and uh, and you can check out our lyric video for that as well. Cool. I think I'll play a little bit of that right here so that people can right. listen to it as we get to the end of this. And you said you are, are you solo? 
So that's uh, unconsolable. And you can see the band X Ambassadors. I'm going <laughs> to, in my heart of hearts, though, I'm going to just look at you guys and be like, that's subject to change. <laughs> please, please do. They're going to be at uh, the Depot on July 18th, opening up for Jimmy Eat World. But as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Eat World is closing for you guys. You can, get, you. you can get tickets at smithticks, uh, smithticks.com, or you can find more information at x96.com. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Thank you, man. We'll see you in Salt Lake. We'll see you in Salt Lake. Take it easy.